Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley Bienyage. Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. Listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bianyash. Today I'm here with Elise Roller from Solans. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Should we just whisper the whole time? Hello. <laughs> just <an> ASMR <laughs> episode. Um, how are you? I am wonderful. I'm uh, recuperating from a weekend full of partying. Uh, <laughs> and today is the first real day I feel uh, human. Oh. Yeah. Oh, great. After that. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You just came back from a big tour adventure. Yeah. yeah. It was really nice because it was, uh, I think, the first tour I went on where um, I wasn't, like, tour managing, a, like, a band full of people or being in a band. It was, like, pretty chill. I mean, I was obviously helping out a bunch, but mm-hmm. um, it's, like, really easy to uh, to do when it's just, like, one other person. Mm-hmm. So, so that was fun. What were you, What was your role? I mean, <laughs> moral support. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I helped out with a, a bunch of stuff like, uh, you know, like running the door if there's no door person or yeah. doing merch or just like um, I organized a lot of accommodations and um, like did some filming for a music video oh, cool. um, where there's just going to be all these clips of like adventures on the road and then um of course like took pictures and stuff for social media and you know just like that extra hand yeah to, uh, the person that all bands really should have if they're going on tour totally like if you can fit somebody in there who's going to be chill because mm-hmm. not everyone is chill on the road or can <laughs> handle it but that's like my favorite thing in the world that's awesome that's good to know so yeah if i ever go on tour will you be my one my sure one? Nice. Yeah, Good. we'll write it into a grant for you, and then yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have that on a recording. So can't take them back. Roof. <laughs> so you've been involved in the music scene for for a while, yes. um, but even before performing as like a, I guess a musician, how were you involved in music growing up? Uh well, I never really. I mean, I said I wanted to be a famous singer since I could talk, um, but I never really pursued it super hard as a kid. Like, I just played piano, and I wrote songs, but I wrote them for myself, and I didn't I didn't really take it seriously. I was more into, like, sports and theater. Um, what kind of piano did you play? Uh, I was classically trained. Okay. Um, my mom is a piano teacher, so I did Royal Conservatory. Um, but then when I was 11, it was like... I don't know, just getting taught by my mom was, I don't know, your 11-year-old girl. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, Which is, you know, I wish I could go back because I was really good when I was 11. But, um, and then I stopped. And, of course, you just, like, get worse and worse and worse. Um, So I'm not as good as I was back then. But, um, yeah, and then I just, I just would write songs. And I remember my dad always being like, you should be a songwriter. And, um you know, they, they, my parents kind of believed that I could do it, um, yeah. but they didn't like push me super hard. And, uh, what kind of songs were you writing? I, I wrote anything from like, I have this like classical piece that I still remember. Um, it's like super long and no one can believe I wrote it. I can't either. Cause I can actually, I can barely play it now. Cause when I wrote oh, wow. it, I was a better piano player. <laughs> um, but That's then awesome. yeah, a lot of it was just like teenage angsty, like, uh, like I'm gonna kill myself because you don't love me, like, <laughs> which is like Whoa. ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I didn't mean it. I was just sad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so a lot of it was that, you know, like singer songwriter emo stuff. Um, but yeah, my parents were always really supportive. Uh, obviously, my mom is a musician. She was like uh, the director of music at a college, and my dad. Uh, is a really great guitar player. He used to play in uh, bands in the 60s and 70s. 
Um, so, but then, yeah, they didn't really like. So I wish that I he wonder how they met up. They met in university. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My mom didn't think he was that cool, and everyone else thought he was cool, but she didn't. So uh, she's I think, like the girl in the Avril Lavigne song. I don't know. No. I don't know what that is. Like the skater boy. Oh. Like he was a skater boy, and never. never. Okay. No. <laughs> I know that song. I just never really listened to the the words or what it was about. She like he's like was this cool guy, and I think he was a musician. And she didn't really care about him. And then she saw him like on TV, and no, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> well, I guess my dad had to try super hard for my mom, which maybe he wasn't used to or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's how they met. Um. And then she converted him to being a Christian, and he became a pastor. And then yeah, so this Whoa. is like I know it's like quite. A crazy so I actually grew up in this like super super Christian home and I didn't actually get introduced to a lot of music outside of church music mm-hmm. um, which I'm like now I'm like dad like you played in rock bands for years and like <laughs> why didn't you show me any of this like yeah yeah so that's kind of strange I feel like I didn't actually start listening to music properly until I was in my 20s um, yeah and then so then where did the how did that go from now you start performing in bands and performing in front of an audience. Right. Uh, actually, so I lived in the UK for a while, and this guy that I was dating at the time, um, I was showing him all the songs that I have, and you know he had gone on the radio a bit, and like, um, I don't know, he played his songs live, um, and he was like, "This is amazing! Like, why don't you play these in front of people? I can't believe you have all these songs that you haven't done anything with." Um, and he took me to this open mic and, uh, I played a few songs and everyone was like freaking out. And then I was like, oh, I can totally do this. And then, um, so that was cool that he encouraged me. And, and then when I, I don't know, when just did it, I was like nomadic and I moved to Halifax for a bit and like played in a band that was like really horrible. Uh, we got booed <laughs> off stage the first time we did a show. Seriously? Yeah, like people do actually. That. Oh, well, we deserved it. <laughs> we deserved it. So, yeah, I mean, like first full band show I ever played, like got booed off the stage. Uh, but when I moved back to Calgary, that's kind of when I really started taking it seriously um, and, you know, started booking shows in like coffee shops and cafes and like slowly. Uh, getting started um, and yeah that's it kind of just sprouted from me just moving back home and and doing it yeah um, I bought myself a keyboard and a PA so that I could play anywhere oh that's a um, good idea yeah and then I and then I started like making beats on my computer and I would you know before everybody was performing with a laptop on stage like they do now uh, I did that like 10 years ago and everyone thought I was like really unique and now if I did that they'd be like oh Oh, Obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> interesting and interesting. So, you, would you play the piano and have your beats, or would you just kind of like sing to your beat that you had? No, I play the piano and have my beats. Okay. So it was really, I mean, it was mostly just drums. Like I'd have like a few little like flares in there, uh, but yeah, it was mostly just like I would I would make drum tracks, um, and then play those. And I play. I'd actually play real piano over top. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's it awesome. was pretty fun. I mean, maybe I'll do that again sometime. Yeah. Well, well, um, but now that everyone's doing it, it's going to be <laughs> a little harder. Yeah, I know. But, like now, it's not as cool. But mm-hmm. well, what was the genre with that kind of music? I call it indie electronica pop. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And why did you decide to do it with a beat, and why didn't you just give that to somebody to play live? Uh, well, it's a little bit more versatile. Like I, I was able to book myself anywhere. Like. Um, I I could get shows in restaurants and I could get shows in like I was saying like cafes or I could go play I don't know I I played some really really unique places on tour like little shops and I don't know it was just it's less invasive when there's not a real drummer and there's just beats going on but the beats make it more interesting than just piano Mm -hmm. Um, but it was really easy for me to tour and book book shows back then and I, I made money I made money uh, as a performing artist, which I can't say that I have ever been in a band. <laughs> There's one person to pay. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and what, did you ever tour as a solo musician? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah, that's the first the, the first tours I ever did was as a solo artist. And sometimes I'd like, 
uh, go on tour with a band opening for them, and it was easy. I could just like hop in the van with them okay. um, and contribute a very small amount to, to gas because they had to pay for it anyway. But it was like, yeah, a really good situation. Um, wow. And yeah, my first like cross Canada tour I ever did was um, like three weeks of playing almost every single night. I just had a friend jump in the car with me to be my moral support, my merch girl and, yeah. and door person. It's kind of what I just did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was awesome. It was like the best time of my life. That's amazing. Yeah. So then why did you decide to go from being this successful solo musician to joining bands? Uh, well, it gets like pretty, it gets really lonely, like making music on your own. Um, and I'm an extreme extrovert. Like I have to be surrounded by people all the time or, um, you know, like I can have half an hour of alone time. And then after that half an hour, I feel like I'm going to die if there isn't (laughs) a person around me. Uh, so making music that way is hard, um, you know, for somebody like me. And I always wanted to be in a band. I wanted to do some like heavier music or something that was like a little bit more, energetic um like it's really hard to rock out on the piano as i'm sure you know yeah um and i was like wanting to go that route so um there was actually a band in calgary called go for the eyes and um i became really good friends with the lead singer and we had kind of started like collaborating a little bit and just like talking about collaborating and he's like man like i just wish at least roller and go for the eyes could like become one thing and I was like well maybe we could (laughs) and then we did and then that was like the longest project I've ever been in like we were um, making music and touring for like six years so wow um yeah I mean I think we we released 20 songs in the time that I was with them or maybe over that but at least 20 um so that was super super cool we did a lot of fun stuff that's amazing yeah six years and then we just found out that you're a little you guys were YouTube famous with your over 30,000 views oh yeah like uh, I guess now <laughs> we have all these views on YouTube that I didn't know we had yeah um, got a cult fan base back home yeah like I it. really need to monetize that stuff <laughs> <laughs> I'm here I like I like give people lectures all the time about how they need to to like you know register mm-hmm. things for royalties and monetize stuff um, and then I go and find out that there's all these songs I thought no one knew about that I guess they do uh so super weird that's still cool though. yeah yeah <laughs> so I would I, I want a surprise like that yeah <laughs> like, oh, look at all these views yeah so you you were in Calgary you were very involved in the local scene and you've moved and obviously are living here in Winnipeg and are very, also still very involved you're in a band called Soul Hounds uh, you work at Manitoba Music as a professional development coordinator mm-hmm um how would you say the Calgary music scene differs from the Winnipeg music scene? Well, so, I mean, I haven't been in Calgary in the last three years. So anything I say is just based on my experience from before that. Um, you know, I've been told that it's gotten a lot better in Alberta in general. So I don't want to, like, badmouth that province or the music <laughs> scene there. Um, but I will say that the reason that I left is because... Um, because uh, I was able to experience the music scene in so many other cities, uh, and I genuinely felt like Calgary was one of the worst um, as far as, like, the support that I received. Um, Not to say, like, Alberta Music gave us grants for touring and stuff, and I'm super grateful for that, but there's just, like, a different culture surrounding the arts there. Um, Like, one of the things, one of the major things that I've noticed is in a place like Winnipeg, I find that the working class and the business class, they still care about the arts. They're not like, oh, you're a musician, like cute hobby. Like, when are you going to get a real job? And that's how I was treated in Calgary. It was like, you know, everyone was kind of waiting for me to move on. And um, I just felt like there wasn't a lot of respect there uh, from the greater community. So the only people who were supporting the arts community was the arts community. And it's pretty hard to... um, to, you know, make money and feel like you have a growing fan base when that's what's happening. Um, and and I don't feel like that here in Winnipeg at all. Um, 
I remember serving at a restaurant and, um, you know, so many of like the hoity-toity business class people, I'd be like, where are you going tonight? They're like, we're going to the ballet or to the theater. We're going to a show. And I'm like looking at them like, wow, I would never expect that from you. Um, So I didn't see a lot of that in Calgary. Really? Um, And it tends to be a place where like people, they like live to work. Whereas I find people here work to live, and that's okay. so much easier for an artist to deal with. Um, and I like I don't feel any pressure to make a ton of money. Um, I feel like people are just happy that I'm doing what I want to be doing here, and, yeah. and there's no competition um, when it comes to like money and things and material goods. Um, so yeah, that was really my take from it. Um, and then also just like there's so much more support here from the government yeah for the arts as right now anyways like that hopefully stays like that like we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. um but that was really appealing to me uh and then you know having traveled around and and seen um like the presence that manitoba has actually like all over the world um because uh, like I, I had been interning remotely for Pipe and Hat Music Group, and I was getting sent to you know music festivals and conferences, and the bands that I was representing were from Manitoba, and when people heard Manitoba, they were like, "Oh, we love Manitoba!" Like, and this is like in Germany. <laughs> I'm like, "How do you even know about it?" But That's they didn't crazy. know about they didn't know about Alberta. Like they had no, really? yeah. So it's like there's a really good reputation um, for music coming out of here all over the world and that was really cool um that really inspired me mm-hmm. that gets me yeah. excited like, i know that gives me a good shot well it's this <laughs> again it's like the support that's going around it's like mfm and manitoba music and, and the arts council yeah and, exactly wow yeah mm-hmm. I, I i was recently in toronto and i was thinking about maybe one day moving there and i was just like but there's so many great funding opportunities here in Manitoba. Why would you want to leave that yeah. <laughs> for, for the competition that they have in Toronto? Right. It's it's hard. It's, like, hard to think about. I've always thought that, too. Like, maybe I want to move on. And there is more opportunity there, but there is more competition as well. So it's hard to say. And it's friggin' expensive in Toronto. Yeah, so. it hurts sometimes. Yeah. It's like, why, we, why, why would you do this to yourself? Yeah, I know. I feel like you could live in Winnipeg and, like, fly to Toronto on a monthly basis and still have more money. Yeah. That's probably what a lot of people do. Yeah. yeah. The smart ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, smart's relative, I guess. Depends on what they're working with in terms of success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Soul Hounds. Can you yeah. give a little elevator pitch for what... How would you describe some Soul Hounds to somebody like in an elevator? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, it's just like loud, in-your-face, uh, ragey music with some groove (laughs) great yeah there we go yeah and that immediately makes me want to ask more it's like well what do you mean good good because i really just made that up right now yeah and it's recorded so you can look back and i'm like okay write that down (laughs) yeah that's that's the future (laughs) elevator pitch yeah so we 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 had opened the song with a body bandit which is one of the one of two songs on your ep that she released back in march yes um and that's great congratulations Thank you. It's good to have some music out there. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm envious. Mm-hmm. One day it'll happen for me. But um, what did you write the song um, alone or did you work, write it as a band? Both like both of those songs were written as a band. Um, okay. That's how we've done a lot of our writing. Um, a lot of times the guys will just like come up with a few riffs that they really like um and then i listen to them and i'm like yeah this one inspires me and and then i um will we'll do like recordings of them and then i'll just like listen to the the riffs and the tracks and come up with lyrics and melodies and then i bring it back to the drawing board and then i'm like okay bring it down here bring it up here and like okay let's cut it here okay this is the next verse and you know so i kind of structure the song um but it really starts with you know their sort of uh, riffy brainchild okay. and then um and then i work with that afterwards so it's been really interesting because i've never written like that before it's usually me with my idea bringing yeah. it to a band and being like okay here's a full song play on it let's figure out parts mm-hmm. um so yeah that's been a really interesting way to write do you do you prefer this this new way or uh no uh 
<laughs> not really. Um, it's definitely more challenging for me because a lot of times songs just kind of come to me um, as one piece or there's a melody that I work with or some lyrics that get into my head. Whereas this is like almost from scratch for me. It's just like, yeah. here's a piece of music figure it out Mm -hmm. um and it's also not natural for me to write in this genre i've never done that i'm definitely more of like a pop song writer like blues is something i i am drawn to as well so it's been really different it's just really challenging so i guess like it's because it's difficult it's a little bit less fun but it is really rewarding to know that i can expand beyond what I'm used to writing. Yeah. Yeah. So then what 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 are what's the I don't know what I was gonna say. What is the main theme for Body Bandit, would you say? Or what inspired it? Okay, so that song was it was actually my bassist Morgan's idea. I was just like um I was just like, I wanna write, you know, more songs like songs that are not necessarily just about like my life I want to write about some other things um, but I also want to write about like I want to write about women um, and I don't just want to write about them like being sexy or being in love or being angry or whatever I want to I want to write about like every every kind of woman out there even like the scary ones and um, anyway he has he told me about this um Elizabeth Bathory, um, who was this like serial killer from uh, like the like late fifteen hundreds, and she she was in she was nobility, um, and she was crazy, and she believed that bathing in the blood of virgins would keep her young forever, Um, and so she is like. They think that she killed over 600 people, um, and yeah, she would bathe in their blood because she wanted to be beautiful for forever, uh, and that kind of just, like, made me think about, um, you know, even back then, there was, like, pressures to stay beautiful and young to the point where someone was, like, killing people, um, yeah. and, and, like, it actually made them that crazy um, to be, to start doing that. So, anyway, I just thought it was, like, a pretty unique subject to write about and I read about it and I watched movies and I was just trying to think from her perspective and like why she did it and what she was feeling um and and the empowerment that somehow like that made her feel empowered yeah yeah um which is super messed up mm-hmm. um a little <laughs> yeah and then I was like I was like oh man like I want to make the song relatable as well there's not a lot of you know serial killers out there listening to my music hopefully um so then I wanted to write it from the perspective of like maybe a promiscuous woman who's like using men for her own empowerment and her own pleasure and so it's called body bandit and there's the the lyrics can be about either killing 600 people or having sex with 600 people um and and just doing it because it makes you feel powerful yeah yeah (laughs) wasn't that woman kind of they believe one of the influences for um dracula as well yeah 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 she's like yeah it's one of the uh yeah she was the countess of something i don't know i can't even remember and i can't remember anything ever (laughs) That's (laughs) that's that's really interesting so when you're um performing that song do you ever think people are thinking like oh man she's like just a promiscuous woman like you think that are you ever worried that people take it as like you or do you care um no i don't care if they want to think that they can think that as long as they're listening in there i've had my times (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. um (laughs) cool i i'm gonna have to listen to that song again now um just because like now that i know that's like the backstory and because i've just kind of listened to it i don't listen to very much heavy metal so i'm learning to appreciate it especially with this show um and finding acts and it's really cool i think how intense it is i've been told many times that the theory behind heavy metal music is very similar to classical music really yeah you don't agree well i don't know i i mean i've never thought about it to be honest but um probably i don't know i'm not sure but yeah i mean there's a lyric video for that one that the one you've written all the um handwritten yeah nice yeah cool i'll Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll include a link to that on the podcast post. Perfect. So people can watch it. Yeah, so that then you can follow along and and see what it, 
it's about or read what that's about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to take a little break at, uh, in just a second. Um, Want to hear another song? Uh, we are going to listen to The Birds and the Birds. Oh, yeah. So this one, this is a Go for the Eyes song. So my last band from Calgary. Yeah. Um, and this song, actually, uh, we won um, Exposure, which is like a contest that X92.9 puts on. Um, it won us like $25,000 and we got wow. airplay and... Um, it it really like kind of um well it could have skyrocketed our career if we knew what we were doing with that money <laughs> we didn't like we were just like having fun and it just it's really weird when you get any you know amount of success and you have no idea what you're doing like you can really shoot yourself in the foot that's pretty much what we did um but it was a super fun song uh this one isn't uh featuring my voice it's got Jeff, who was my co-writer and my bandmate and my best friend for years. Um, And so we would always switch leads. Um, So this one has his leads. And then in the chorus, you can hear me doing my cute little backups. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So uh, we'll come back and we'll talk more about the uh, branding and um, being a mother and a musician. Mm -hmm. Um, Not my perspective, your perspective. Perfect. Uh, good. <laughs> so, everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bienyash. I'm here with Elise Roller from Stolhans. Listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm still Ashley Vinyash and I'm still here with Elise Roller from Soul Hounds. We yep. just finished listening to your song, um, The Birds and the Birds from your old band, Go for the Eyes. Mm-hmm. The YouTube success that it is. <laughs> yeah, is that the one? I don't <laughs> I think know. think so. Okay. Or maybe. No, no I, I don't know. They're both successful. There was a bunch that I was very surprised by the amount of views. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and one day you'll do like a, a reunion tour or something. And yeah, well, we've talked about it. They actually asked me if I was coming home for Christmas and if I might want to do like a little Christmas reunion show. Oh, that would be neat. Um, it would be, but I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> the relearn the songs and practice. Yeah, like it's not, you know, you have to get out there ahead of time and go through them. And I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it would come back to me, but... Uh, I'm also not sure if I want to go to Calgary for Christmas, so. Yeah. You know. Well, Winnipeg's the best. We've already decided. Yeah. Yeah. Winnipeg so. is the best. It's colder. It's colder. And if I'm going to, like, let's be honest, if I'm going to pay for a plane ticket to go anywhere, like, <laughs> I'd probably want to go to Mexico or somewhere hot right. during yeah. that time, not just, like, yeah. I'm sure your um, parents would love to see you, though. I'm sure. And actually, they would probably pay for my plane ticket <laughs> if I went there. Um, but then I'm, like, missing out on, like, all the party time with my friends. Yeah. You know? Because, like, well, great segue into, like, being a mom. Uh, My kid goes to visit his dad at Christmas, uh, Christmas time. So so he goes away, which means if I stay here in Winnipeg, I just get to, like, party with my friends the whole time and not be a mom and just, like, enjoy my house by myself and, like, walk around naked and stuff (laughs) Uh, because my roommate doesn't care. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So, you know, going home for Christmas, uh, I would be going with my son. And I wouldn't see him every day, but I'd have to do, like, family stuff and, you know. Yeah. You know. My my family doesn't party, so if they did, I'd be, like, super down. Uh, But if you're listening to this mom and dad, better start drinking. You want me to come visit you? (laughs) More often. (laughs) So that is a great segue for for motherhood. And um, what is it like to be a touring, performing musician and having a kid? What is that like? It's hard. (laughs) Being a single mom. Yes. Being a single parent. uh, I mean, like, it's all I've ever known in parenting, really. Yeah. Um, And it's... It's difficult, but I have, like, a really solid community of people that I've surrounded myself with, so I do have a lot of support, and there's people who believe in me, and they believe in my music, and they're the ones who help me out. He has, like, three adopted grandmas here in Winnipeg, um, you know, who are, like, the best caregivers ever, and um, they support me in that. Um, And then, you know, like, touring when he's 
visiting my family or he's visiting his dad, um, that really helps as well. Yeah. Um, I think the the hardest part of it is like balancing everything in my life. I think every musician, whether they have a kid or not, struggles with work, life, music balance and when to fit it all in. But then if you add another person to that, it's like um, yet another thing. And he like he has to be my number one priority when he is around. So that can be a little bit tough when, you know, I just feel like writing, but I have to like go drive him to drum lessons or swimming or something. Um, yeah. So I've just had to like get really smart with my time. Yeah. Do you, are you ever like sitting in the bleachers while he's swimming and like writing out your music or? Yeah. I mean, I'm writing, I, I'm writing lyrics all the time. Like anytime I'm sitting around doing, uh, not doing anything. Um, I'm actually doing something. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of times, um, when I'm waiting for him and I just, I actually just have so many notes in my phone that are just lyrics and, or like voice recordings of something I've thought about. Um, but he's like getting older now too. And I can just be like, uh, song just came to me. I need you to go play with Lego. Uh, I'm going to be in the piano room for an hour. Don't bother me. And he's really good about that. Um, and now he's even getting good at being like, mom, I like that one. Like, that's a good one. And then like, he'll hum back the melody to me. And then I'm like, yep, that's a good melody. Yeah. If you can remember, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's getting easier as he gets older. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I've been touring since he was 15 months old, anywhere from, um, two weeks on the road to a month on the road. Wow. Um, and again, like it just comes down to community support. Yeah, that's a that's huge. Um, And like disciplining your kid enough and that like he's a good person. People want to be around him. Um, He isn't spoiled. He's helpful. Uh, So that really helps because he's a joy to be around. um, And that makes it easy for me to find find people who want to look after him. Because like no one wants to look after a spoiled brat. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I met him. I think he's such a sweetheart. Yeah. He's so cute. He's like. He's 10 going on 80. Like, he's just so <laughs> wise and mature. He's such an old soul. And he got a haircut. He just, like, aged, like, I know five years. I know. Is Who it hard knew? to see him growing up so fast? Yeah. Yes and no. Because, like, there's this, you know, I didn't plan for him and I wasn't ready to have a kid. And I lost a lot of my, like, all of my 20s, you know, raising a child. Um, so, like, there's this part of me that's, like, getting excited about him getting older and me having more freedom um more and more freedom as time goes on yeah uh and then there's the other part that's like man i was so busy being like trying to hold on to a bit of those 20s and like finding myself and finding my career and my dreams that like i also missed out on a lot of like watching him grow up the same way that a mom uh, but a regular mom would right yeah uh so yeah it's it's kind of like if I ever had another kid, it would be a completely different experience now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's hard and it isn't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't and know. You, you're doing a really great job. Thank him. you. So, um, I think that's me. Whoops, sorry, my chair is squeaky. Um, do you think he has any interest in in writing his own music or being a musician one day? Yeah, definitely. He actually um, he has like an iPad and he has this program for making beats and he just loves to sit there and so he makes beats um his dad's a hip-hop artist too so he's got that influence um and then like he's also a drummer he's been doing really well at it he loves it and he's actually going to start learning piano this year um he's very musical uh he actually sings on one of his dad's songs uh, for the chorus it's and it's really well done i i was like wow i actually didn't know your voice was that good that's amazing we shouldn't be surprised because it's like musical family all around but um yeah he's he's already said that he's like i'm going to be in two bands when i grow up one of them i'll be a drummer in and the other one i'll be the singer in because you don't like drummers who sing right mom (laughs) and i was like that's right i don't (laughs) why not I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> there's like, there's going to be some people, I'm going to have like Exomerita being like, you, you asshole. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I already, uh, they already know that. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I like singers to be like engaging with the audience. 
Um, it's hard when they're like, oh. yeah, and it's hard when they're behind their kit. And I honestly like, like singers and drummers are like two of my favorite things in bands. And I feel like one thing takes away from the other. Like you're not singing as well if you're drumming at the same time. You're not. Anyway, that's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah. I don't like it. I totally respect it and I could never do it because like yeah. the coordination is insane and the stamina to be able to sing and be so physical uh, it's just like not my favorite thing although DFA does it really well um, but he still like got out for behind his kit one time the, when I saw uh, their last concert mm-hmm. but then that was just weird and then I don't know so you're like Roman I'm Clark. always like oh yeah Roman Clark does a good job too but but again I don't know. I'd rather see him out front. I would. Yeah. I would yeah, rather see him out true. front. That's just my p- mm-hmm. opinion. He would be great in the yeah. front. And and it, again, like it completely amazes me that they're able to do that. Uh, but I don't like it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're, now we're just talking about. <laughs> now we're just talking about drummers who <laughs> sing. And neither of us are drummers. No, and I'm. Yeah. But um, <laughs> before I want to talk a little bit about lyrics later because we'll lead that into our, our final song. But I. As a professional develop coordinator, you talk to a lot of artists about brand and image and being marketable. Um, if you were going to give advice or just what do you look for What when you see someone performing or you see someone's, I guess, online content, what stands out to you to being marketable or what do you hope people start thinking about right away when they want to make a brand? Um, I think I, I hope that they think about their like their audience like it's it's really about knowing um, who who's going to listen to you or who's going to look up to you who you're going to be reaching um, and that that goes from like everything that you wear on stage to everything that you post on your Instagram to like all of the merchandise you're going to produce um, and so it's less about like um, I mean, you you have to be authentic and you have to do it for yourself, too. Um, But I think that um, that in that you're like, well, who are the kind of people who would like who I am and and how can I get them to engage and what kind of filters would they like to see or do they, um, you know, do they like. You know, would they rather me make trucker hats or would they rather have toques? Like, what are the kind of people um, okay. Like what are what are those things? So I think like that's a huge part of branding is just knowing who you're you're meant to target. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you know that though? How do you think? How, how do you figure that kind of stuff out? I mean, there's no like there's no formula, and like the thing is, some people are just so good at it and so natural at it, and like other people, it takes them a really long time to kind of figure all of that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me, like. I want to start working on some some solo stuff or just like doing something completely different than I've ever done. Uh, but a huge thing that I'm thinking about is like I don't want to come out with it until I've really figured out my direction and like who exactly I'm targeting and like what that's going to look like, what I'm going to look like, what my logo is going to look like, what my colors are going to look like. I just um, so I think part of it is maybe like not coming out with it before you're totally ready not saying you're not performing anything but not i don't know i don't think there's there's any answer for it yeah and and honestly like i'm so jealous of the people who just like they get it they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. they've got their their theme going on and it's totally true to who they are yeah they're not even trying or just like being themselves is a good enough brand yeah well that like yeah i always use micah ehrenberg as an example like that guy's like he has no, um, I don't know, like, he's he's just not trying. He's he's so not trying that it just works. It's, like, it's effortless. It's yeah. totally effortless, yeah. But then there's other people, like, uh, there's, like, a band, the Darcy's from Toronto. Their Instagram is amazing, and their branding is amazing, and the way they dress, their posts, like, everything is just so well done. Uh, and there is a lot of effort that goes in that, but it's also, like, authentic and pretty amazing, so... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's just something people need to think about more, though. Like, mm-hmm. don't just, like, post whatever you want to. I mean, that's what Instagram stories are for. <laughs> yeah. You can do whatever you want on there. But, yeah, when it comes to, like, an overall aesthetic, um, people need to think a little harder. Especially, like, playing live, clothes matter. Your look matters. Like, 
the amount of times I see bands and nobody looks like they belong together, <laughs> that drives me crazy. And like, we work that out ahead of time in our band. I'm like, what are you guys wearing? You know, and like, some days we're not feeling as glam rock as we want, you know, like, like sometimes I go up in like really sparkly things and then other times I'm like, hey guys, let's do ripped jeans today and, and like tie dye or whatever. Right. But at least we look like we belong together. Um, so you can change your mood, but I think it just looks weird when everyone is, they all look like they've come from some different walk of life and it's like, you're a band, you're a unit. Yeah. Um, and then even with like solo artists i think like you you need to look special like you need to look like you didn't just roll in after the gym and get on stage um what what if that's your brand (laughs) well if that's yeah but like make it look extra cute then like like really go above and beyond like if you want to look sporty or whatever then like go above and beyond like yeah yeah it's your performer you're not you know Mm-hmm. You didn't roll in off the street. You thought about this. Yeah, I think about that, and I'm like, maybe I should go a little over the top with my with my outfit. And I'm like, but I'm gonna have to walk around outside afterwards. And like, does that look weird? No, I'll bring a change of clothes. Like, I have sparkly show boots, and I don't put them on until right before I get on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I I change before I get on stage all the time. That's a good idea. Just, yeah, yeah, and it makes me feel like extra. You know, like just like right. yeah, this is now I'm ready. And, you know, I mean, anyone who watches me perform live, it's like, they're like, that doesn't seem like you. And it isn't. Like, I'm a character. I'm a different... When I get on stage, I, like, transform into something different. And, like, to me, that's what my clothing is representing. Cool. Um, yeah. So it's like a... Di- I, I, it's a different version of myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So you're going to go back to this solo performing. Will you go back to keyboard? Uh, I don't. I haven't figured that out yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm being I'm being selfish now for the listeners because I'm just curious. Um, I sit at a piano when yeah. I'm performing and I'm alone. How would you when you were also sitting at a piano? How would you engage your audience and be exciting on stage while just sitting in one little spot as a tiny little yeah, person? That's like a really good question. Um, I you know even with my last band, Go for the Eyes, I was behind a keyboard a lot of the time, um, and it is hard. It's like a big instrument mm-hmm. and it's like a barrier between you and the audience and you're not going to go like classical pianist with like at the side they just see your profile yeah well I've, i actually have tried that before did it work um i don't know <laughs> i don't know them. yeah it's like I, I have no idea um but i think like when it comes to like being behind a piano and being a solo artist it has a lot more to do with your banter between songs um and really like like queuing up the song with like a really good story that makes people want to listen um and i mean yeah i i don't really know what else you could stand at it um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i i i'm not really sure and that's the one thing that really draws me away from wanting to be at a keyboard or like even be at have like a little synth on stage i just i've had a lot of fun in soul hounds just working the mic and being in the audience's face yeah Yeah, like and just like really getting into it and being able to focus on my voice and focus on my lyrics you should get like Um, a guitar i've been told that before that'd be cool you know that would be neat maybe i thought about that myself and i'm just like i'm not cool enough have you ever played on one no me neither i've seen them though we should go rent one and have like a guitar night we should yeah that would actually... I'm, I'm serious. I want to do that. Okay. 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 That's also <laughs> on recording. <laughs> I'm actually so excited. I can't remember who I was talking to about that. Maybe it was Graham. I'm into a music. Yeah. And we're talking like... He's like, yeah, you should get one. And I thought that'd be really cool because then you can stand. And I'm always jealous of like the singer-songwriters who have a guitar who can stand and kind of wiggle while they dance. Totally. Yeah. Just, I should just learn guitar, but it's so frustrating because I've been playing piano since I was three, so it's like... Same, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you can either, like, sit down and, like, really hurt your fingers and work and work and work at, like, barely playing an instrument, or you can just put that down and go to the one that you're completely comfortable with. Yeah, I always make jokes whenever I'm going to a show and I'm sitting on my keyboard, and I'm like, 
I should have just learned guitar. I know. <laughs> to set up this massive instrument. Yeah. Um, that currently isn't like the cool instrument. Yeah. Like, everyone loves guitar. I know. And also like campfires and stuff. Right. Like everyone's around campfire singing their songs and I'm like, I have a million songs, but I can't sing them. Although I went to Real Love and someone had like a little portable keyboard yeah. and I put on a hilarious concert for people in the middle of the night. I think I saw pictures for that. Yeah. That's there's, cool. There's evidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah, I always thought, like, maybe I'll just write a simple song with simple chords and I'll, like, whisper them to the, like, a friend who has guitar. Right. But I write, like, key changes and stuff and it's just, it's too hard to, yeah. like, just write it out for them. Yeah, you could scream, and key change. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's too hard. I'll just stay solo and be myself, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the guitar. Yeah. Well, and we'll see how that works. Yeah. Um, we can get matching shirts or something and glitter. Okay, now we're starting a whole band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get ahead of myself. So we do have to start wrapping up because we're almost at the end of our hour. I've been having a lot of fun. Me um, too. Talking with you and learning um, from the best of the best. Uh, I heard you uh, do a little presentation or panel at the Northern Touch. And you should see the amount of notes I have. Like It was just awesome. Good. It's like, she's so smart. Well, God, it's I, I've learned from my mistakes. Let's put it that way. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Everyone else learned from my mistakes. I have yeah. a lot to tell you. And I've, I've been so careful. Like, I've been trying to do so many shows or, um, like, workshops and stuff because I don't want to make mistakes. But I'm realizing you got to make mistakes. You have to make yeah. your own mistakes. Eventually, everyone's going to make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely. But that is how you learn. Yep. And, and you can always look back at it and you're like, ha, huh, remember then? That was... I'm better now. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to listen to the song I Taught Him, um, which was also on the uh, EP that you released back in March. Um, really quickly before that, I just, you talk a lot, this song's cool because it's about teaching a guy to, to be a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and your other songs are very, um, you even have this uh, video on your Facebook about a song about like having a period or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's that really song's cool. called Two Lips. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Spelled like the flower, meant like the other flower. Um, um, yeah, you have a lot of um, lyrical content about, like, feminism and equality mm-hmm. and empowerment. And um, what, why is that, why is that always a, a reoccurring theme? Um, well, you know, like, being in a genre like this or, like, even, I don't know, having worked in the music scene, like, I've been in the music scene for 10 years um, and I, I know exactly what it feels like to be a woman walking into a venue and the eyes you know being on you and the things that people say and they're judging you on like how you look or like um I don't know I I feel like people are like extra judgmental and one of the things that I've experienced is like always you know to get the same a level of respect as a, a guy um we have to work like five times harder um and it's really it's really difficult um but so that's that's always been really inspiring for me and one of the amazing things about being in soul hounds is getting on that stage and just like people are like very blown away by what comes out of my mouth um i like to shock people uh and i also i just like to talk about being a woman and all of its rawness you know like we are badass and tough and we have had to go through so much just to get to where we are and um you know there's there's a lot of songs you know i i also write like love ballads and really sweet stuff um that's like sensitive but i think that there needs to be more for women to relate to in like a more ragey way like we should be angry about things that are happening um and we should be you know yelling into a microphone saying things exactly how they are um and that's what i'm doing and i love when i'm like at a show and like i look out and like they're there's just like rows of girls in the front like screaming at me and just like relating to that that's like that's my favorite thing the biggest compliment ever is like when women come up to me and are like that was amazing i feel so powerful uh and that's what i want um and that's kind of like this this song that we're going to play is is really about that like um you know behind every man that's like successful and doing all of these things there's usually a woman who's like held that guy up and like you know taught him how to how to get there and been his support and whether it was like his mom whether it was his mom or his sister or a really good friend or a girlfriend or whatever um i even look at my role in my son's life um and 
you know, men get a lot of glory for a lot of things that they don't do on their own. Um, so that's that's what this song is about, and that's that's like what a lot of my songs are about. <laughs> I love this song. Yeah, thanks. I think I played it back in March when it was released, and I was just like rocking out and like. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Like if if you just like broke up with a guy and you're just like, man, like he learned so much from me, and now like the next girl is gonna have it so much better. Like that's kind of yeah. this is this is that kind of breakup song. It's like a ragey breakup song. Nice. It's like, you're welcome. Yeah, for, exactly. Yeah, Great. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone, I'm very excited for you to listen to it. If you haven't heard it yet, I'm sure everyone who's listening is like, oh, I already know everything about Soul Hounds. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and you guys have a show happening on September 7th at the Goodwill. It's That's your, right. like your last show after I for a while. Little, yeah. Break. Um, you may come back. Maybe not. Yeah, we don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. It's like, we're not sad. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to celebrate being a band on the 7th at the Goodwill. And uh, I'm sure it's not the last of us, but um, we all have some things that we need to work on, um, whether that's life or other music or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, we're all, you know, no one's fighting. We're all on good terms. Yeah. And uh, yeah, really excited to see what happens yeah. uh, uh, during our break. So come on down. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be loud. Mm-hmm. Lots of punk happening. Yep. Um, and heavy metal, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm going to come. I think I have to yeah, come now. You should. And um, I'll head over there. Right. I have a, I have a workshop to go to, but then I'll go <laughs> over after. <laughs> yes, we're going to be on late. Yeah. Late, late, late. But it's a Friday. Right? Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. Party night. Yep. Everyone just have a good time. That's right. Forward to it. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you here. Happy to have some nice loud music to play on the show. It's a lot of folk. Yeah. It's Manitoba, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I always sound kind of bitter whenever I see that. <laughs> like, I love it. That's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Binyaj. I'm here with Elise, roller from Soul Hounds and Manitoba Music and everything. Um, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We also have a Patreon, which you can support us. Um, tune in next week for another fun interview. Um, I don't remember who it is, so you'll be surprised next <laughs> week. Uh, so this is I Taught Him by Soulhounds. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio, and a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.